Clive Ntoza Bantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Lento yenza yo alunga nga. Lento yenza yo alunga nga. You can't take our kidney. Hello! <laughs> no, good morning, Sakina. But who are you directing that to? Because it wasn't me. I didn't sell Kermit. Oh, this is very wrong. <laughs> well, where are we going to get another Kermit? Oh, you know what? I'm upset. Eh? <laughs> okay. Uh, let, let's, uh, let, let's try and, uh, you know, deviate from that just slightly by looking at yes. uh, the stocks yes. markets and um, yes. looking at what's going on. Asian stocks rising, and that's uh, on the back of U.S. retail sales ahead of uh, the Bank of Japan commentary on stimulus. Yeah, it's been quite an interesting one. We've been following up closely on it, Sakina, you and I, for the past couple of weeks. We've been seeing how the Asian market has retreated and then come back again and then go back again. The reason for this is because there was not stability, obviously, in the market. And so yesterday when the U.S. retail sales came out, not really convincing, then that just created another uh, a window of opportunity, so to speak, within the Asian market. So before the Bank of Japan also made its policy decision, we're actually expecting that the stimulus will continue. Remember, they are still trying to fight that deflation problem that they have within the Japanese market. And it's been working. The stimulus has been working to some extent. Uh, economics, obviously, also playing a vital role in making sure that they stabilize the market in Japan. So Japan Central Bank concludes a two-day meeting today. I was mostly, obviously, economists expecting that there will be no change in monetary policy. Uh, if you look at those Chinese numbers, Sakina, that 7%, it's, it's, it's still not good enough because to get you um, an annual uh, return on GDP that is about 7%, they need to be doing like 7.5, 7.6% on a quarterly basis for them to reach that target. So I'm just, I'm just a little bit worried that they might not reach that target. They might just be below 7%. And Morgan Stanley also agrees with me in this particular uh, part. They say that they might just get to 6.5% for the annual 2015 uh, GDP number. So uh, that's, that's what we're looking at. Global markets are very, very... Uh, jittery at the moment, but the Asian markets do edge up by 0.4%. Mm-hmm. And then um, the nuclear agreement uh, that was announced between Iran and global powers, now it's mm. been hailed as historic, you know, in some quarters, and uh, we know that Israel not happy about this. But, you know, just no. talking economically, <laughs> what does this mean? Well, there's a number of things. I don't know if you saw the actual... Uh, actual story play out. Uh, I was watching CNN. I uh, just wanted to see how, how they're going to plan to roll out the economy. Remember, there's about a hundred billion US dollars that has been frozen, Sakina, uh, for the Iran uh, government that is now available to them. Uh, I've got two concerns. One of them is the, the oil and financial sanctions that will start rolling back into exchange for curbs. So that will mean that obviously this oil price, which we've seen already that OPEC is controlling and having this war in pricing is still very difficult to, to convince. But if they do come out again, they're still going to come up with a lot of competition within the OPEC space for them to actually start producing more oil. And already we see that prices all going down because of the lack of demand and the amount of surplus oil that is available. So that's not going to be necessarily great. Second part that really hasn't convinced markets is because of the fact that a lot of people had really calculated into their future uh, uh, stock picking the price of oil. So whatever the deal has been there, it's been hanging in the in, in, in the air for about a month now. So a lot of people already uh, uh, calculated and and have put the risk of the oil price going uh, further lower into their portfolio. So not really convincing, but I know that that hundred billion US dollars is going to do fantastic things for Iran.
Mm. And uh, Janet Yellen, I mean, uh, conditions not favorable right now. And uh, she's having a tough time convincing traders that she will act this year on that interest rate story. What, what do you make of it, Sakina? I, I'm interested to find out because it's very tough when your economy is not really strong. Mm. And at the same time, you find yourself having to convince people that uh, the, the numbers will go up uh, sometime this year. But the conditions of which she has been saying uh, right through that they have to look at data, data and data. Uh, but the data is not supporting them at the current moment. So if you remember, oh, you know what, this is when I take that chip off my shoulder and I smile. If you remember beginning of the year, I had said there is no way in the current economic status that the U.S. will raise interest rates. It will create an equity plunge. The problem with it is that a lot of people are holding on to bonds that are within the U.S. market or even some of the dollar-earned bonds, and they are hoping that this 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 uh, interest rate will go up. If the interest rate doesn't go up this year, those guys are going to start selling those bonds, which will start probably from the first quarter of next year. However, them holding on to the rate as they are has stabilized the market a lot, specifically because they owe so much money, they've got so much debt, that free money that's been flowing is still available. So I reckon they will not do it this year, Sakina. I reckon perhaps maybe the rate will go up in the first quarter of 2016 and no, not in 2015.